Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. What's going on, guys? How's it going? Como estas? Todo bien? 
we're struggling here because we have one microphone. So if it sounds like we're going back and forth, we are. <laughs> I don't know why it would, because for the first, what, like 125 episodes, we were crouched down, huddled over one mic, and then we wised up and got a different audio mixer with two and uh then one up our game yeah and then then one of the microphones died on us a couple of weeks ago and because we are somewhat in the jungle here in Costa Rica takes a couple of weeks to get the new one here but uh it's reminding us of the early days of I do podcasts huddled huddled over a single mic i honestly don't know how we did it like doing it right now because you're so close to me. <laughs> it's very intimate. Our mouths are like touching, but it's kind of awkward because you want to look at the person that you're talking with, but their eye is like two inches from your face. So, uh, yeah, it's fine. And uh, by the time you hear this, we'll probably have the second mic again. And honestly, Sarah, I don't think they would even know. But if you if you were like, ah, they're back to one mic, I can hear it. <laughs> Then you are a dedicated and uh, and like forensic audio listener. You can really parse out those details. <laughs> well, going back, like we were talking about going back to one mic, we are welcoming back Dr. Maureen Hozier, who was on what, 102? No, one, 122. 122, way back on episode 122. And we are delighted to have her back and talk about what to do when you're in the in it moment. And we all know the in it moment. That's the moment that's so common in relationships, that moment of conflict, that moment where we want to argue, fight, stonewall, just be cold, give us, give our partner the cold shoulder, whatever our reaction, but that emotional reactive moment. And we talk about why that is just our natural approach to that moment, or at least what I think a lot of people's, I know mine was, is to be emotional, to emotionally react and why that's the wrong way to go about things. And we get pretty deep into a different approach. And it's it's just such a macro, big picture relationship issue. And, and Maureen kind of boils it down and gives us a very unique way to think about these in it moments and how to navigate them in just a much better and more profound way that'll be valuable in your romantic relationship or business relationship, friendships, family, all around. And toward the end of the interview, Maureen um, starts to talk a little bit about apologies. And if that sounds like something you want to learn more about, uh, a couple episodes back, episode 185, we interviewed Dr. Cheryl Frazier about learning how to apologize and actually mean it. So doing it in a mindful way. So as always, we'll link to that episode at the bottom of the show notes, and we hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Today's show is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days. We've collaborated with 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. To unlock a special offer only for I Do Podcast listeners, visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. That's sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock.
Maureen, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I really am pleased to be back. Thanks for uh, calling me. Maureen, we like to start the show with having you tell us and our listeners why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. As a little kid, I was very upset that my parents bickered all the time and argued and never seemed it was it was chaotic at the time with them was chaotic and not easy and i think starting that started the whole ball rolling was i didn't understand why we couldn't just have fun and i i can remember so many car rides sitting in the back seat with my sisters that just we're torture. And so I have wanted to study the dynamics of relationships since then. I've wanted to know what goes on for people and why. So I haven't ever really been that interested in the uh, techniques or uh, thoughts of other people in a sense, but just what what is happening between people? To me, that was the most important question I could ask myself and, and begin to explore. Well, we want to have more fun and avoid that bickering. And I can relate. I had, uh, not in, my, in our relationship, uh, there's not too much bickering between Sarah and I, but, but my parents were divorced when I was, uh, they divorced when I was 13 and it wasn't terrible and they didn't do it a lot in front of us, but yeah, I just have like this allergy, uh, even when I'm around it today of like a couple that's just at each other and you can just f- almost sense that energy and, uh, yeah, it's it's obviously like deep roots in my childhood psychology, I'm sure. Um, and uh, that's why I love doing this podcast, getting this information to make uh, Sarah and I's relationship better and share it with our listeners. And today's topic, what we're going to zero in on, kind of gets to the heart of of what we're describing here. And that is the this moment, this in it moment, as, as you describe it, where... The relationship can can go south pretty fast, and and I'll just get us started off with with some of the information you gave us to lay the groundwork. But this in it moment is the moment of deep disconnection from our partner, where both partners are emotionally caught up in their need to be heard and their need to be right. And this feels like the heart of a lot of disagreements, a lot of conflict. So let's dive in and talk about how we can navigate because these feelings are going to come up. I feel like it's not about preventing these feelings. It's about dealing with them when they arise. So, so maybe uh, I'll leave it to you to, to tell us what's that first step when we're in that moment of disconnect. Well, let me just give you a little background on that moment. Um, I, I think that, most of us at this, we're, we're learning a lot about relationships now. Um, and you can see the dysfunction in, in our lives um, regarding relationships that aren't working. Um, I mean, certainly in our politics, there is this great divide 
between what people want and how they see the world. And and the the normal solution seems to be to fight about it. And uh, and that puts people into the position of it being either my way or your way. So and and someone has to give up themselves in that moment in order to meet the other's need. Well, that's not working for us. That's where the uh, angry, um, well, the emotional reactions are. We want to be known. We want to be known to the people that we love. We want to be valued for who we are. But that means that we can't uh one person be giving something and the other person receiving and that feel conflictual or are feeling a loss in there of giving and not getting back. Did that make sense what I just said? Yeah, absolutely. It can be the heart of a lot of things. Obviously there's a wide range of things that couples or just people in a business relationship have uh, issues with and conflict and and like you said a lot of it is it's the issue but it's also maybe a lot of times more so we want to be heard and and be right right and that's where it goes really wrong is is that we want to be right so maybe we can talk about those two things because i feel like being heard is an affirmation from the other side that not only do they hear us, but they understand what we're saying, like an empathetic response. Because anyone can nod their head and say, yeah, yeah, sure. But like, do you really understand what it is I'm saying? And then being right, to me, that's a little bit of a different thing. So, Well, the right comes after um, the disconnect there, the, the miss um, in, uh, between the two people. And then the conversation takes a, a a left turn that then we're talking about the conversation and what happened or didn't happen and who saw what and what, you know, uh, who didn't see what. So there's it's two parts of that conflict. We all want to be known, which means we need to be listened a lot of people, when they have issues or something that they'd like to say to their partner, our main word is to say, well, let's talk. Well, that's already for one of the couple kind of scary, maybe even a threat, because it means I need you to hear something that you are doing to me. That doesn't feel good for me. So I'm beginning to find out that talking is not what we need. What we need is I want to listen, to be able to be in that place where the conflict isn't happening. And we'll go back to the conflict uh, in a moment here. But I want to listen. I want to know you. And I want to know how you feel. 
that's a completely different place than this place where we're fighting to be heard and understood and loved. So this, I'm sure, is hitting home for a lot of our listeners. I know it is for me. When I have something that's bothering me, I try to not just brood in my anger, and I feel like I'm getting better every day at, at communicating that something is wrong, and and I will often not start with uh, let me listen to you. So how exactly does that look? Like usually I am saying like, let's talk, like let's talk about this morning when you did that thing and it bothered me. And and so what I'm getting from you is, is that's not the best approach. So how, how can I approach that specifically? Like of saying uh, from a listening perspective, I'm going to add one more thing here that just makes it more complicated. In many of our relationships, both of us are looking to the outside of us to change so that we feel better. So in that in it moment, both partners are wanting the other to hear and understand the other at the same moment that I want to be heard and understood. So it's an impossible moment. The in it moment is impossible. Neither one of us are in a headspace to want to learn about our partners. As children, we look to the outside to be heard and understood, first without words and then with words as we, you know, were growing up as children. But our initial communications were emotional communications, and that remained for a while. I mean, by the time we're teenagers, we're not supposed to be having emotional reactions anymore that, you know, destroy moments or hurt other people's feelings. But if we haven't had the help from our parents and they have similar issues because they had parents too, so there's no blame or judgment here, is we just don't know how to communicate. In that moment, the only thing, way we know is to emotionally react when we don't feel heard and understood or we need something to change for us. We're looking to the outside of us to change. It isn't going to work. And the person, the person that has to change would be me. Let's say you and I are having an argument. And you want more, you enjoy your time and space, friends, your business, your um, um, your interests. And I want more closeness. How do we bridge that moment? 
I'm asking you to give up yourself. Or it can feel like I'm asking you to give up yourself in that moment. Correct? Yep, for sure. Okay. And this is the common one. And I'm lonely or I'm, you know, um, looking to spend a lot of time with you and it's not working for me. That in its moment is an impossible moment for those of us who still look to the outside of us to change so that we are emotionally okay. As long as we are emotionally like three years old, four years old, five years old, 10 years old, we look to the outside as children to hear what we need and want and are trying to say and have parents be there in a way to emotionally hold us in that minute. So we feel, we feel comforted. And we're looking for our partners then in our relationship to hold us emotionally. Just as a, a young child. The problem is we're adults. And so an adult really doesn't want to have to give up themselves for their partner, vice versa as well. We don't want to do that. We don't respond well to demands from our partners to take care of our needs or take care of their needs, I mean. that's Those are needs that we, if we had parents who had had this experience, would have helped us to emotionally monitor and regulate our own emotions. We keep looking, though, for the outside to monitor and regulate our emotional needs and feelings. That's why our relationships are not working, because both of us need that focus, that attention, that being there, that caring, that emotional holding in that moment to feel safe and known. Those are early, early needs. And we're looking to the outside, our partner, to be a better mom, a better dad. And they didn't have, you know, the parents that are the, the emotional holding and knowing that they need it either. So it's an impossible moment for us in our relationships. From everything you just said, it really seems like people need to learn how to monitor and regulate their feelings before they even learn how to deal with those feelings of being in the moment. Exactly. The thing that is, we don't know this yet. This isn't a common, you know, knowledge. So we don't know that this is going to happen in our relationships. The honeymoon phase is going to be there. Everything seems great. We're, you know, we're joyous. We're ecstatic. We're so happy. And that's just the neurotransmitters in our brain are so happy we found somebody who's finally going to give us the emotional holding that we need. What if we understood that about our relationships beforehand? And and this was a more common thing. I keep going to those ads, the cigarette ads, you know, the, uh, you know, the cancer kill. I mean, the cigarettes kill. 
it, it, we, we haven't had that mass understanding that our relationships can't work yet because we have not learned how to emotionally hold ourselves and monitor. And the most important part of this is know that two people must exist in the same moment in time. Now, that's just the basis for everything. Communities. We've got a lot of different people in a community. How do people exist all at the same time? It starts back here with a relationship. We are evolving all the time. Hopefully, we're moving toward that. You are so right, Sarah. But we need to know that ahead of time. So what does that mean? Probably some education in schools, certainly with parents. You know, here's the more understanding of what happens when we're in conflict. This is a big deal because we don't have those tools yet, but we can learn them. And the and the way way to uh, your your point is so valuable. Yes, we need to be able to monitor and regulate our own emotions which means that somebody outside of us is maybe emotional and we don't have to take it on. We don't have to take the blame for it. We don't have to be responsible for their feelings and needs. That doesn't mean that we turn away necessarily. We might need to, but it does mean that we care, but we don't step in or have to give ourselves up in order to take care of our partner as if they were a child. Yes, Maureen, that makes so much sense. And it really is quite a profound thing that we're talking about here, like on a very macro scale, because we're like, how do we improve our relationships? And you're like, well, our whole approach to how our inner dialogue is with ourselves and going back to childhood a lot of times uh, is wrong. And that's where it's coming from. And and that's such a big thing. And it's really, I mean, just talking about relationships in general seems like not a cultural shift, but like, it's not sexy. It's not, it's not what makes the news. It's not, a thing in in like the the cultural dialogue besides when two political parties are disagreeing and in that relationship or the tabloids and who Kim Kardashian is divorcing or marrying or whatever she seems pretty right. steady these right. days but right. it's this is like a big thing and I have so many <laughs> directions that uh, we could take it in in questions but. I guess let's let's talk about this this need to to be validated or our emotions like validated or to be heard from our partner. So we need to be more emotionally aware and and regulate our, our own emotions. And and that's a huge process, right? And and obviously oh we boy, could do, it sure is. <laughs> we yeah. could do tons of podcasts just on that. But with that in mind, so then here we are, we're in a relationship. Yes. How do we, rather than like, so I want to be heard. I have something that is bothering me that let's say Sarah is doing and, and I want to be heard. But then you're telling me that 
that's really just, it seems like that's my own thing that I need to deal with, uh, because of my childhood or, or, or whatever. But then like, what are some concrete things? Like, what do I do? How do I proceed, uh, with, uh, let's say a specific example, like Sarah is doing something that's bothering me. What should be my course of action? But before we continue on, we want to tell you about today's sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Babbel. Babbel is the number one numero uno selling language learning app in the world that helps you speak a new language with confidence. To see how confidently I said numero uno, it's because I practice Spanish on Babbel. And not only can you learn Spanish, which is super helpful since we live in Costa Rica, but you can also learn French, Italian, German, Russian, Swedish, and more, over 14 different languages. Babbel's short 10 to 15 minute lessons are available on the app or online and are designed to get you speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. You can try Babbel for free. Go to babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com or download the app to try it for free. Babbel, speak a new language with confidence. Today's interview is also brought to you by Hourglass Cosmetics, and I'm going to let Sarah tell you about it because <laughs> I don't wear makeup. Yes, I'll be more than happy to tell you guys about it. For a lot of beauty brands, luxury means something to splurge on and an indulgence. But when I experienced the performance and innovation of Hourglass Cosmetics, it was easy to see that for them, luxury means so much more. Hourglasses. Caution Extreme Lash Mascara is groundbreaking. And as you guys know, I'm obsessed. It's actually on my birthday, Christmas, every holiday gift list. Wink, wink, Chase. You got that? Well, they hook us that? up, so I don't have to buy it for you. <laughs> well, it's not going to last forever, and I need to stock up that, since we're in Costa Rica. It's beautifully packaged, and their long-lasting formula is completely vegan, never flakes, and never smudges. And I can definitely vouch for that here in hot and humid Costa Rica. Their tapered brush delivers endless length, intense volume, and lift, and helps me get those hard-to-reach areas. Discover Hourglass like I did and experience unparalleled next generation performance by visiting hourglasscosmetics.com slash I do and use the promo code I do to get free shipping with your purchase of a full size caution mascara. That's hourglasscosmetics.com slash I do and enter the promo code I do. Well, this, yeah, this it's a, bit, a great question. Um, I'm, love is about caring. Love isn't really about this happiness, this ecstasy that we feel in the in the beginning of a relationship. It it isn't about uh, the feeling that we're going to have a future and we're that we're going to be all right because of the person we've chosen is going to take care of us. So this is going to be a huge process of understanding that the person we choose has their needs and feelings too. And that that emotional conflict in the way that we're handling it is a big signal 
that the relationship is not working and likely isn't going to work because we are trying to get the other to take care of us emotionally. And that's not going to work. What's going to work is is remembering that a relationship is about caring. And caring means different, more adult kinds of abilities, capacities. That the person that we choose, we love because it's for who they are. And that we don't need them to take care of us, number one. And we want to be in a relationship that is supportive and um, caring. I go back to caring. A relationship that's about caring is so different than a relationship that's about the honeymoon phase. So, and the way we would like things to be. So we really have to be able, well, number one is to we, is that in it moment, we must know that that's a sign that things are changing and we need some help in order to grow emotionally. So therapy would be definitely an option there um, to help in a good therapy. Um, and, and there's so much information out about what people have to do now that they're finding they're in when they find they're in conflict. They have to grow emotionally. They have to become more mature and more settled in themselves and more understanding of the other. So getting to that in it moment, it has to be Number one, avoided, or number two, stopped. And stopped means that each person is committed to taking responsibility for not participating in that emotional conflict. That's going to take a little doing to learn. It's a new habit. But it can be done. And the word, a word that people use that they both commit to, and I mean commit to, that when that word is said by either person, it isn't a put down, it isn't you shut up and I'm going to talk kind of thing. It's two people stop the emotional reacting and they separate and they go to their own quarters, as they say, and each of them reflect on their own behavior. What did I do to fuel that moment? Because I don't want to do that anymore. And that can be done. It really can be learned when two people are committed to changing and growing and becoming more emotionally mature themselves. And then after a time away, then one or both comes back to the other, apologizes with genuine apology, but also says, I think I am ready to listen without any emotional reaction about what is going on for you. 
I am ready to listen. And I am ready to listen and care. And I'm ready to listen and care and see things from your perspective because we both have a perspective there. We both saw it the way we saw it, and it was the truth for each of us. But we're not going to learn anything unless we listen. Does that make sense? Yeah. And uh, it is pretty profound sort of exercise or circumstance you just described because as you're saying it I'm I'm just relating it to my own inner dialogue and my relationship with Sarah and and all of this and we haven't mentioned it specifically but we're kind of skimming over the fact that we're talking about how conflict in the relationship is really conflict, you know, within ourselves and wanting to be heard. But then there's this whole relationship that we have with ourself and talking about, you know, the, it can get a little philosophical, but like just the, the idea of self or non-self and, and do you, do you, dive into that at all uh, i mean or then things just get super complicated but i think just thinking about it and the way you're describing it of like there's this emotional conflict and then stopping there's not really a reason to like go back and forth or yell because the reason that you're arguing about taking out the trash is not about taking out the trash it's about some deep childhood wounds or or not so deep or whatever they are but it's not about the trash so let's not even let's just stop go and reflect and then come back and then still talk about the issue but talk about the real issue underneath it seems like that's what we're saying yes it is talking about the issue but each is given the space to speak because each of us will listen. I want, I want to love my partner for who they are, not who I want them to be. That's love. That's caring. And if I'm if, if my need is still to be heard and understood, and I, I understand this is so complicated. If my partner is willing to listen to me, I will be heard and understood. Each of us will find a moment in there in, in what the other is saying and go, oh, my God, I see how you saw it. I see. how I, I get it. I get how you experienced that. And it's going to be such a revelation. It's like the aha moment for each of us. That makes so much sense. Now we just learned a new part of our partner. And we valued him. Everything happens. This is exactly what we wanted to happen. But it happens in a different way. I took responsibility for being emotionally reactive, demanding, um, 
not considering of my partner's feelings. And I don't want to do that. I own that. It's part of my integrity. The very person I want to be is caring, not controlling, not demanding, not assuming, not expecting, nothing. And I mean, there's more on this uh, with that. <laughs> Get into that too. But this can work if we will listen and care and want to grow emotionally and grow up emotionally. It makes a lot of sense, but it seems like yeah, but <laughs> a, a, it's like what you're describing is like monk-like existence as far as control over our emotions and our and the, the relationship with ourself. I keep going back to just this thought of like not blaming our partner and not looking to our partner to validate who we are, but that requires a lot of work within ourselves, which is worth doing. But I, I think the right way to look at this is that it's a journey. It's not, it doesn't, you don't yes. snap your fingers and suddenly like you, no. you got all this figured out for yourself. And, and that's where this process that you're describing can be implemented. And through it, we grow a little bit, each time we understand ourselves more each time in, in that it's just kind of just a process in, in looking at it as it, it's not a finite thing. Right. And what if we knew more that there is a process that we, that there is a way to, um, uh, emotionally grow. I I don't think I began growing until I was 38 years old. I didn't even know what that meant. And I went into therapy and I thought, oh my God, I haven't been growing. I've been stuck doing the same things over and over and over and over because I wasn't learning anything new. And most of us do that. But we can grow here. This is a opportunity for this conflict, this division, this need on both our parts in a relationship to be heard and understood is an opportunity to grow. And what if we understood that more? We'd hopefully kind of look forward to it in a way, as painful as it might be. And if we're with somebody that doesn't want to go, doesn't want to do that, just wants things to change or me to change, then I'm not in the right relationship. How would one person, besides introducing this particular podcast episode to their partner, how would one person encourage their their partner to get on board to this learning process of um, a self-examination and, and wanting to grow in the relationship. How did, what does that dialogue look like? I don't know that it needs to be much of a dialogue. I see it when one partner asks the other partner, I think we 
could use some help. Let's, you know, consider going into therapy or let's, or um, pastoral counseling, or let's, there's more for us to learn here. And, and we just don't know how yet. And if one partner will not do it, that's a big tell. Because one person, one person is, is wanting to know something new, wanting to change things, considering both of the partners at the same time and the other is not. I love this framework to, to, to think about our relationship, Sarah and I's. And, and it's something we've talked about before, but not really dedicated a whole podcast to really diving into. And it is so fascinating to, to think about just not making it about your partner, like the relationship in, in that it's about ourselves and how we're being emotionally reactive. But within that, obviously, like if your partner is being emotionally abusive, physically abusive, or, or just they, they can be doing things that it's not like my fault because I'm being emotionally reactive, but they, that they really are in the wrong. But obviously like those are circumstances, but there's certainly circumstances that that's not the case. And it's the, the childhood stuff or just how we are not being mindful or that we're emotionally reacting. And I go back to just that what you were saying, the opportunity to grow. And we had Dr. Cheryl Frazier on um, a few episodes back and she said she uses a term with her clients and she calls it FGO, a freaking growth opportunity. <laughs> and, and I love that because like, it, you know, it's, a, it's not an extremely right. derogatory version of what it could be, but you want it, you know, it gets the point across of like, yeah, that's what it is. And that's what it means to be in a relationship and to live and examine life is like growth opportunities because the easy thing to do is to just do what is emotionally to be emotionally reactive to do what is in our genes what is in our in our way of growing up our natural if you want to call it reaction to our partner to stress to traffic like that's the or the, deprivation or whatever yeah yeah but to like Tune in and to be like, recognize this is a freaking growth opportunity <laughs> and, and it sucks, you know, maybe it's, it's hard to do that, but that's what it means to, to, to grow. And, and if we want to correlate that to being happier, to having a better life, to a better relationship, I think we can. And and we talk about it on the show, like that's hard, but that's hard work that's worth doing. Yes. Yes. As you're speaking, I'm thinking about a friend of mine who I had a couple of, um, well, they felt like altercations to me. I think they did to her too. And 
she said, all that's necessary, and I think this is a, a big part of it, is the apology. If you have an in it moment, and certainly I could still talk about ways that, you know, try to avoid it and da 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 da. But let's, we're going to have, she said, the most important thing is the apology. And and a sincere apology, a genuine apology, which means that I'm recognizing my own emotional reacting to whatever it is that she said or did, and she's emotionally reacting to my stuff. That's where the difficulty lies. If we can apologize, this is what I did, this is what I'm responsible for, I'm sorry. This is what I said. And then, and the other do the same thing. In fact, with her in this one interaction, she apologized almost immediately to me. Almost immediately. And I felt much better. And then I realized the day later that our relationship hadn't reconnected. And that I thought, oh my gosh. I had a responsibility too, even though I thought she started it. Okay. <laughs> so um, I did because I didn't handle the reaction well. And I said some things that hurt her feelings. So I realized in the disconnection of the relationship that I hadn't made uh the the move to repair and reconnect. And so I did. And I went and I said, I realized I am so sorry. And I didn't realize this sooner. And here's what I did. And, you know, I get it. So the apology started was was the thing that could repair and reconnect everything. We didn't talk about it much more. We don't have that many interactions, you know, that are uh, volatile like that. I mean, we've had two in a year. So, um, but it, with a partnership where there are more going on, we would want to know what we're doing, more what we're doing, and what, and 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 not emotionally react. That's the big problem in all of. It's the emotional reactions that are killing us, killing relationships, not letting us able to talk. And emotional reactions are young. So our young selves are getting in the way. Maureen, these are some powerful things for, for us and our listeners to think about. And I think we've laid a, a great foundation for people to, to begin that process of understanding these emotional reactions. I think that's almost the first place to start is to recognize that these are happening and not to be a victim of them. Um, and then to go through these steps. And, and, and I think that a, a key thing to remember is it is a journey. It is a process and it's work worth doing. So we want to thank you for coming back on the show for, for this very interesting conversation and maybe we can wrap up by if you want to leave our listeners with one thing to think about or a practice they can use to implement 
these strategies in their lives and uh, where they can find you online. And then we'll say goodbye. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm my email address is um, m a u r r r e e e n at yahoo.com. My website is Maureen E. Hosier, PhD. dot com. And I really want to. I really appreciate the work that you guys are doing because you are spreading the word and and it's so important it's like that ad campaign that I want <laughs> you're part of that ad campaign for us figuring out and learning how to have better relationships and growing up emotionally and I really appreciate who the who the both of you are well, thank you so much, Maureen. We really appreciate people like you who are willing to come on the show and lend your knowledge to us and our listeners. So so thank you. And all the links that you just mentioned to your website and your email will be on your show notes page on our website at idopodcast.com. And again, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Hi guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the links are in the show notes page, as well as on the podcast description. And while you're on our website, we encourage you guys to check out our 14 day happy couple challenge. We send you an email for 14 days with simple, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And on our website, we also have a bunch of free resources for your relationship. So we encourage you to check those out. Uh, we also have our love tribe on Facebook. Uh, we encourage you guys to join the tribe and uh, be there for support for each other. If you have questions or just need some relationship advice, we are all here for each other. Um, the group has grown to almost a thousand people um, and we love it. So we hope you guys join that. You can go to Facebook, Love Tribe Fam. And you'll find us right there. And if you are interested in learning more about our flagship course, Spark My Relationship, we hope you guys check it out. We have a special offer that is only for podcast listeners. So you can go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock and you can unlock that special offer and learn more. As always, thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com